This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey! It's Kellen, and today, oh, I have a treat, and it's late night, you guys, over here. It's early in Uganda, where my guest, Tina Navato from Expat Assist, is going to be joining me. And when she joins me, just so you guys know, I am drinking High Kessler Gin. Gin is back in, and I thank them for that gift. As always, cheers. Tina, I, it's too early for you to drink with me, but um, you can have, you know, some good juice or some water. But, you know, I saw your interview on another platform and you had reached out and I really appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Tell us what Expat Assist is all about. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. I'm Tina Namato once again, and I'm coming in from Expert Assist Uganda. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for accepting my invitation. Yes, I reached out because I believe I have something great to share with the rest of the world, especially coming in down here from Uganda. Expert Assist is a company that has been in operation since 2016, and we do major services concerning relocation, immigration services and business registration services for those who actually are planning to invest in Africa, especially Uganda. If you are planning to have a relocation and you're wondering where should I go, who can be the contact person, and you are all bothered about how is the environment there because even before you'd make that decision, you would need to have someone to talk to for the bigger steps. And for those who are planning to come and invest in Uganda, we have a whole business registration package that we can always walk you through and the immigration, because as I always tell people, you can never stay illegal within the country. So you have to get your immigration sorted. Definitely, definitely. Now, your links will be in the description box, but let the people know, especially Americans who are always so eager to see what, you know, Africa has. They hear about the good things. They saw Wakanda. They got excited. You know, they saw people with great stories in Ghana. But is it a full, you know, one-stop shop where you do everything from their documents to finding them housing? What about jobs? You know, give us the whole rundown, if you would. All right. Uh, Expert Assist is actually a one-stop center where you can just walk in with nothing and get a very full package. You walk in with your inquiry and we help you make sure that your dream comes true. So this is how it works. Someone contacts us and says, guys, I'm ready to come down to Uganda and I want to know what is all about. So we give you a country orientation. We give you how the system works. We take you through the taxes. We take you through the immigration, how it works, just online before you even make the decision to say, I'm coming. And once you're down here, we help you with your visa so that you are leaving the country. And um, we those who want to be picked up at the airport, those who want to have uh, temporary accommodation, we can always look for you a hotel to stay. And those who are planning to stay for long, like on a permanent basis, definitely we do the housing. We do the housing and it will always depend on your budget. There are those who are cheap, there are those who are moderate, and there are those who are going to go luxurious. So it will all depend on your budget. There are those who have children and we actually take good care of the children. We have a system where children can be enrolled in school, so we can look for them the good international schools so that they don't miss out. And there are those who want their kids to still be in Uganda, but stay back in the US. That is also a program that we actually organize. And when we are looking at immigration, there are those who are planning to temporarily stay in Uganda, and there are those who are trying to stay longer. So we look into your situation and say, are you looking for a short visa? Are you looking for some work temporarily so that we can get you a special pass? And there are those who are actually trying to get a work permit for long and there are those who are looking into residency. 
currently I've been having a lot of people calling me about the investor slice uh, investments uh, visa and also the retirement visa. So we have been actually been linked with the government to let them know that this is what people want. And they are telling me right now we have a gazetted uh, visa for retirement. And as soon as it gets passed, trust me, it's going to be good. And people uh, who are going to enjoy it will be really like, because they're telling me it's going to cost like 1,500 only, and it's going to be brilliant. So we also have a package concerning business registration. And this is a package where we start with your own orientation. We start with uh, your consultation of what exactly do you want to do? What do you feel like Uganda has to offer for you? Which questions do you have about investment? Do you want to invest in a sector that is running uh, very smoothly in Uganda? Do you want to start something that is creative? There are those who are planning to start nonprofits. So we actually do advise according to what a person wants and also what is in trend. We are having a lot of investment in agriculture because almost 80% of Ugandans actually depend on agriculture. And also there is a very big market within the surrounding areas. So those who are planning to uh, come into the agriculture, we are having those who are coming into oil and gas. You know, they have recently discovered that Uganda has oil and gas. So it is a, such a very big move for people who want to come into transport, for those who want to come into mineral mining, it is such a big opportunity for them to know exactly what is the tax implication, how is the business set up, how is the repatriation of profits and everything like that. So people have a lot of questions and we can answer all these questions and it will make you uh, feel like you need to make an informed decision afterwards. Then we can help you with a name reservation. There are those who will be like, no, I just feel like my U.S. company should be at least established in Uganda as well so that I don't lose out on the clients instead of setting up with a brand new name. That can easily be done. And so that you stay with your name, even if you are actually in Uganda. So the brand is still there. And we still help you with setup of a local company or a local branch in Uganda. We can always find an office for you. We do the recruitment in case that you want local workers to join your team. So we do run the ads in the local media. And we also help you with the office management. If you want office space, office furniture, we can all do the interior designing of the office in case that you do like um, the package. And what is so funny, there are those who are actually trying to relocate with their pets. So pets are a very big part of the family. And it doesn't matter where you're coming from, as long as you're a pet person, we got you covered, just know that. So you don't have to worry about leaving Chichi behind or Dicky behind, just make sure that you contact us early enough, we tell you what kind of vaccinations they have to have, and we can actually arrange if you want to come on board with it on the plane, or it has to come separate. It is still good, it's still good with us. So we have a whole range of services. It is actually a one-stop center where you can indulge into all the services. And even if we actually don't offer the service, like we don't actually offer um, insurance, we have insurance partners. So we have medical partners. So we easily refer you to people that we know and we have worked with, and these are reputable companies that will help you smooth uh, transit in Uganda. One of our major questions currently would be, oh, I want to come to Uganda for some time, but I still want to work online. You know, I have a job and I want to work online on my business in the US. Yes, we can secure you a very good internet service provider because I know the world is evolving and you don't have to be in office to just, you know, work. You can work anywhere in Uganda, even in your apartment, anywhere from home, as long as you have good internet. So this is something that is really important because most people would love to just take a vacation, but they don't want to miss out on work because they don't have to be full time. So this is something that will really enhance your activity, even if you're just coming here for a few days or a few months, 
to scout out on how the environment is before you make your big move. Now, what are some of the misconceptions? Because, and I know probably the Chinese and Mazungus are probably your number one clients at this time. And that just means, you know, for others who feel they have a connection or a bloodline to Africa, especially Uganda, that they really need to jump on the ball because you're allowing um, others to invest more than you. And it, but what is the, one of the best misconceptions and especially for black Americans, I want to focus on them because, you know, all Americans come with a certain type of ego, but yeah. sometimes this will be a black American's first trip to Africa and they either are expecting Nirvana, Wakanda or, you know, <laughs> They're expecting to save Africa, which, uh, as I told you earlier, only Jesus saves. So, you know, get that out of your mind, people. But what are some of the misconceptions? Because it's a mental thing to get someone to, you know, relocate even for a short time. That is true. It really takes courage. And um, going into the unknown is really, really scary. And that's why we are here to give you all the backing that you need. Um, one thing that you have to know, the biggest misconception that Black Americans have about Africa is when they say we are returning home or when they are saying that, yeah, we need to go back to our roots. It is such a big <laughs> misconception because uh, theoretically it can be called home. But once you come here, people will start to notice that you are not part of you know, Africa, and you're still being treated as a Black American, as a foreigner, as an expatriate. And that will be, people would ex have their high expectations about you. They would expect you to live in a certain way. They would expect you to dress up in a certain way. They would expect you to go to a certain restaurants. They would expect you to, you know, to have that kind of life of an expatriate. They wouldn't actually think that uh, you would just come to Africa and start blending. There are so many Black Africans who say, why is the immigration visa so damn expensive? Why is it like, <laughs> yeah, because they would actually want to come to Africa or to Uganda to actually just say, I want housing, I want to buy land, I want to take my kids here. No, it doesn't work like that because if you want to buy land in Uganda, I'm sorry, land belongs to Ugandans. <laughs> and there are processes for foreigners, I will for expatriates to get land. And that process has to be met whether you're black African or you are someone else. So as long as you're not a Ugandan, you just don't walk into maybe the land office and say, there is land for sale, I need to get it. When you take your students, uh, your student to school, they are expected to have student visas all their life until they finish school. So it's not going to be a free education system like they don't need to have visas. No, they need to have student passes when they are actually in school. When it comes to employment, yes, you have to actually either start your own business here or you have to go through the expatriate scriptation, which needs you to actually have certified copies of academic documents and compete on the local market. And priority is always given to Ugandans because uh, immigration always feels like they have the first place. Uganda has already enough educated people. And for you to compete with them, you really need to be outstanding. So most people will be like, oh, I need to find a job very quickly. Can you get me something that I can do? And you actually ask them, which kind of qualifications do you have? And I'll tell you, maybe I have a diploma. And in Uganda, there are so many people with degrees and masters. And they are still actually looking for work as well. So you actually have to be very competitive in your way on how you approach things. And also, you have to make sure that all is going to be like, um, there is always going to be a process for you. It is not going to be something that you just walk in and walk out of it. It's going to always be a process. There is another thing that um, I believe Black Americans need to really take care of it is 
make sure that whenever you're going to move to Africa, especially if you're going to come to Uganda, you need to move with your certificate of good conduct. This is something that Uganda really takes like, you know, very, very serious. And they would never allow any person who has a very bad criminal record to actually stay or relocate to Uganda. So most people will be like, nah, this is something that is really small. This is something, no, I was just, you know, in a candy store and I think I just took a few. You know, they really, as long as it says there is, they are criminals or there is, they have been charged for this and that, the immigration feels like you are not a person that they would actually take him into the country, especially for a very long time. They wouldn't mind if you come to visit, but if you are planning to relocate for good, you really need to make sure that you have a good criminal record and that would not be tolerated. So the misconceptions are there. But... Well, well, wait, wait. Why you say that? Um, because some people get intimidated because they, you know, a good criminal record in America, you know, there's expungements where they clean off your record. And a lot of people will make an excuse to say, well, I can't travel because of my record. But and I won't say this because I don't want to get you, you know, I don't want to go against what you're saying. But there is a way that you can get certain things cleared off and be welcomed, especially if you're just coming to visit. Let's be honest. Most people are coming to visit. They're going to, you know, try to put it down roots. If they have a bad criminal record, they're probably not going to be on the books. And, you know, so I just, for those people who might've had maybe like a misdemeanor, we call it here, or something that's cleared off. I don't want them to be scared, Tina, because for years we've been hearing excuses and I want everyone to come line your pockets. And, you know, if you're with your business, she is a shareholder in this business, you guys. So you're looking at somebody who has a stake. So, but I, I get what you're saying and we don't want, you know, Kill, killers coming out of there who are on a killing spree because um, Uganda has its own killers and yet and you might be met with force <laughs> <laughs> you know don't 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 come to Africa thinking that you're the the biggest and the baddest yeah, but, well, yeah. actually there are those uh, those crimes which are really like they really don't matter but if you really have like a very strong bad record that has to, to be reviewed. But there are those minor crimes, traffic crimes, all of that can pass. Definitely, all of that can pass. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you know, with, you know, in jobs, I, I just, I know a couple, they made a ton of money. I'm talking about they're over six figures, you know, with their yeah. money. They just left Uganda and um, they, they kind of travel around. But there are jobs out there, but bla what black Americans have to understand is you need to be ultra skilled, you know, and you should come thinking about a business. But if you have a skill, if you're, you know, some type of master programmer or whatever that skill may be, maybe you're a master plumber, you, you will be able to find a job, but it's not going to be at the same wage usually. Usually people that you're used to getting paid, but my friends, they did, they did very well out there and they do, they do well because it's what you study and what your skill set is. What are you seeing as far as black Americans, you know, are, are, is it just one or two? Are they able to commute communities? Cause I know there is a community out there of black Americans that get together. So like how many, would you say it's five or 10 50 or 100, just to kind of give context. All right, we have a black community. Actually, it is just growing every day because we receive new clients coming in and say, yes, I want to relocate. I have, and you know, they have just told me that you can make this happen for me so that I can stay uh, in Uganda very well. They always come for consultancy with us. So basically I can say we are having a group of around, um, 50 black uh, Africans who are actually living in Uganda that I know, and they are actually doing well. As you actually had mentioned that even if you have a skill, you have to better it in a way that you are actually outstanding. And these guys are trying to make it work out here. They are trying to get diversified. They are trying to renovate the, uh, everything in Uganda and they're trying to stand out. And that is where the money is because we are ready to embrace it. 
No, that that's that's awesome. And and to coming with the the right attitude, do you have anything as far as um, therapy? Because some of the people coming from America, no matter what color they are, need therapy uh, because they need to shed off that um, that, uh, you know, that American ego, that American hustle and bustle like we don't stop. This is a rat race that you're the hamster is always on the wheel. So do you have anything on the therapy? Uh, on the therapy sections, actually, we call that like private consultancy, where we um, we always have like a one-on-one with someone and orient them about our own culture and the expectations of the local community and how they can actually integrate. We call that uh, country orientation. So it has a lot of things, which is kind of therapeutical in a way that they have to blend in within the community and make sure that they feel well. Because once you don't, people feel like they're insecure around you or you are, you know, you're having this American thing going on, you may actually land in trouble (laughs) with them. But in case that you know how Ugandans behave and you know how to mix your culture with them, actually Uganda is the most hostile country I know. So we give them that one-on-one therapy of orientation so that they can actually integrate well within the communities. There are those who want to live maybe in the urban centers. There are those who want to, you know, to go into the rural areas. So every area in Uganda has kind of a different setting on how you have to handle the people there. Like within the towns, it is a different vibe then within the rural areas also it is a different vibe. So you want to know what to expect out there and how you would actually approach things when you're on ground. And, you know, there's a thing called American privilege. Um, I know I call it, and, and people understand when I say, you know, American privilege, when you come from America and you travel across the countries, the different countries, you are treated a certain way. And usually it is so welcoming, but there are some people who have messed up some of that privilege. How is that working in Uganda? Would you say Americans are, you know, getting that American privilege? Are are Ugandans like, you guys aren't even trying to learn the language. You don't even want to say, you know, you say mambo at best, you know, you, you, you don't, you don't understand that we speak more than just Swahili. And, you know, there's so many different uh, dialects. So how, I just want the truth. So people can kind of say, well, what can I do not to be that American who says, what is this? It, this, <laughs> this, this, this looks like my Nigerians friends Gary, but over there they may call it in SEMA. And we all eat the same thing, but it's just, you know, it's prepared differently. So how is that American privilege in Uganda? Um, you know, let, let us know. All right. Um, of course, as I told you that once people come for our therapy session, we always bl- try to make sure that they learn the culture, they know how to respond. And the first thing that you have to do in Uganda is learn the simple words, the simple greeting words that even if anybody finds you on the way, you can easily say jumbo, hello. Like you have to be interactive. You don't have to be American all the way because no one would actually pay attention. One thing that is about American, (laughs) black Americans is they are known so many and they are known so much recognized until they speak because mm-hmm. they actually look alike like us. <laughs> so no one will pay attention. They'll be like, that is another Ugandan until you open your mouth. So the first thing that will come up with your mouth, maybe to offer someone will be a humble greeting because East African people are very humble. So if you start with the, the bragging side of it, then you kick off people from the wrong side. So they'll be like, really? What is going on? Because that is now where they recognize that you are actually a foreigner and you're not part of the culture. But if you actually embrace what is on ground and maybe you start with a simple greeting, good morning, and you don't have to you know, make it so American, <laughs> yeah. that would actually kickstart your life very well, everywhere you go. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know, sometimes folks don't know better, but sometimes in the mind of some black Americans, especially they they're so used to people copying their culture, especially in hip hop. So they don't them trying to assimilate too quickly is like when you see on TV, I'm sure you've seen this and you'll have yeah. like a Mazungu be like, yo, yo, homeboy, da, da, da. And it's like. I don't even see black people doing that in the 80s or 90s. And like, word <laughs> up. Like, come on. Outside of TV, you don't see that. But then when you see someone else trying to, you know, our culture, um, black people all around is copied and then resold to us, kind of like um, a lot of our religions. And so sometimes they feel insecure and, you know, it, it just takes one person sometimes to, you know, kind of ruin it for the bunch. But just to give that that insight that many people don't want to say, like, I don't want to say speak Swahili because I don't want to sound stupid or I'm being disrespectful. But I would say Africans and most other cultures enjoy that. At least you tried people to, you know, get something down. Say Asante Sana. Say, you know, <laughs> switch it up. Uhaligani, switch it up. Do something different. Now, your prices on your website are very reasonable, uh, but I want to make it complicated now because, I, you know, I, I, this is a business pod, podcast and show for those who are watching. And for business people who say, look, I want to get my business visa out there. Can I get it before I come easily? And, you know, what is that process? Can I, you know, do I send it to my embassy? Can that even be done before we go to the, the process? Can it be done that they can contact you and get their business visa um, while, you know, before they get there or on arrival? Yes, there are actually a couple of things that we do that will never actually need someone to be here. And one of the biggest things that we have actually mastered in doing is a business setup. We can actually uh, kickstart your business without you being in Uganda. We get you registered fully. And once you're uh, ready to move to Uganda, then we get you a business visa and it can actually be approved before you come. So that by the time you come, you just get, uh, you go to immigration and get a work permit and start your work. So this is something that we definitely can kickstart without you being around. Though we would need, of course, your contribution uh, in a way that we would need documents to be signed by you. And maybe we can always, you know, you can always clear them back to us and we make this uh, process smooth. But otherwise, all these other documents can be shared online through an email and, uh, we get that process rolling. So you don't have to be physically in Uganda to make some of these processes start. Okay, now you've opened up a whole nother door. You can start the business and have that all set up. I'm gonna mess up the, the first part, uh, Kiasi Gani. I wanna know how much is something like that right now in late 2020, early 2021, what does that look like to start a business? Let's say it's a consulting business, um, one of the best consulting businesses in the world. You want to set it up right there in Uganda. How much does that cost? How long does it take? Um, one thing that I have to uh, start this with is you can start your own consulting business as a sole person, as one person or you can uh, start your business with other members, whether they are Ugandans or they are from your other side. So it is no problem in Uganda because what the most conception about is people always fear to start businesses saying that, oh, but I don't have any Ugandan friends that I want to partner up with. No, you don't need friends in Uganda to start your own business. You can start your business as a sole person, a sole director to your own uh, consultancy. And once we get your name of what you need to call your business, we actually kickstart the registration. And we do that at uh, $1,500. And the government fees is actually $1,000. So it's a total of $2,500 for a foreign company and also a total of $1,500 max for a local company. And that can actually be done within three weeks. 
Three weeks, three weeks. I love a person who knows their numbers. And so let's say they start a business in Uganda. What does the tax system look like? Because, you know, American America is one of those um, countries, one of the rare ones at that, that even though you might leave, you still owe tax. So if I'm going to, you know, still have to pay tax and I get a $90,000, you know, credit, but if you make over that, now I still got to pay America their tax, give to yeah. Caesar what's his. But now, you know, Uganda, Eusebity is going to say, I need my money too. So as a foreigner who's not yet a citizen um, on a business visa, how much tax are they going to have to pay? Actually, if they are earning from the business, and they are taking a salary on a monthly basis. Um, there is what we call pay as you earn. You actually pay according to how much you, you get, you know. However, if it is just a person who is just doing consultancy and they are saying that um, we shall declare our income at the end of the financial year, uh, that will only be done. You only have to file a tax return, an income tax return, just once a year, declaring what you have, then the government will actually access what you have to pay to them. Okay. Give, uh, let's say, you know, it's it's $100,000. Um, what could that look like? Because I just want to give kind of some, some insight what that may look like for someone because you're going to have to pay Uganda and have to pay America, so you need to prepare now. Yeah, true. Uh, so the tax implications to... Um, if someone is actually earning uh, between, let me say, if you're gonna earn around $2,000 to maybe $4,000. So you may actually pay a tax of around uh, $600. For the in year? Time. No, not for the year, monthly. Month Monthly, okay, 600, yes. okay. I almost dropped so, my glass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold on. Okay. Okay. So, so 600 monthly, but you can pay it at the end of the year. So, I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a, a great, um, that, that's, that's a great, you know, I'm okay. Yeah. So okay. I believe that is a good, uh, a, a very good, uh, way whereby you actually don't pay yourself a salary as a director, then you wait and you put in a director's return and you, you declare that money that you have actually done within the year. And then uh, they, you, they took off the taxes and you get the, the whole of it. And it doesn't actually, Uganda permits uh, profit repatriation. You can always send this money back home. It doesn't have to be glued to the Ugandan accounts. You can always do a bank transfer to your US account and you can have it back home. Okay. I mean, that, that, that could be, that could be quite helpful for um, those who want to um, do that. Now I'm kind of um, stammering right now because if you do have that business and I, and this is a warning more than anything, and you might have an example of this. Some folks will say, well, let me start my business there. The tax is lower. Let me then take my American business, let's say you're a consultant, and only get paid in Uganda and pay a lower tax in theory because America is not going to be able to approve all this. You know, there's all type of cryptocurrency in all type of ways. Have you seen people like get burned in Uganda and then escorted home because they tried to play like some trickery game. They came to Uganda to try to save money and then end up, you know, having to get kicked out, maybe not by the Ugandan government, but by their own government saying, you know what, tax fraud. Have you seen that at all? Yes, there has been a bit of tax fraud. And um, of course, people trying to maximize and trying to save up the profits that they can have. Because most of the people, what they would do is they would set up a business in Uganda, if you say consulting, for example, and they would obviously do contracts uh, according to uh, the Ugandan standard, and the contracts are meant to be done elsewhere. So you find that their clients are not happy at the end of the day because they thought they would be given maybe um, 
they'll be working with someone who is actually based in the US, but they find that their contract is actually being done from elsewhere. So most of the time they always uh, call on the, you know, the legal departments here to say, can you look into this person? Because they are trying to be funny in a way. And if they, they get a government investment gets and sees that maybe you are not doing the right thing. So actually it's your own embassy to say, you know what? I don't think you're a fitting citizen in Uganda. So they look into your case. Okay, so that's a great warning not to, you know, try that. How did you get into this? Um, because to my knowledge and research, it's not like you've been to America or, you know, um, gone to Australia and talked to everybody. So how did you even want to get into this type of work with your partners? Uh, actually, one of my uh, managing partners is called Ian Parker. We have been in business with him on different projects for the last eight years. So when I finished school, we had a project called 3D Pursuit, which was more or less like um, uh, an educational uh, program for school going children. We would actually have this on a very big basis that we used to make outdoor shows. Now that COVID has kicked in, of course the shows are re restricted, <laughs> but we have been doing that and also advertising. He's an advertising guru out here. So we have been working hand in hand. So when the opportunity came for us to do, uh, actually it came when one of our friends called Bill Smith got uh, cheated. He had to pay $7,000 and then another $10,000 to a lawyer who had to do his company registration in Uganda. And Ian was actually complaining about it over coffee in the morning and say, how can Bill so be dumb? This is not right. That lawyer is just a scum. And we actually say, you know what? We're gonna start our own investment whereby we help people make sure that they can legally be in Uganda and set up their own entities and make sure that all the formalities have the right process. So we actually started up a business called businessformations.com. So we started up and we actually had most of our friends come to us for the business registration. And we actually did a lot of other services which included immigration and relocation. We had one of our friends called Don Goman coming in from the US, he had children. So it actually gave us like a ground on how to try this. And the next thing we know is we have actually been called to expert assist by the shares and come into this incorporated company, which was already established because Mayon was actually leaving the country and he needed to leave it with some people who were trusted and who knew how the business would work. So that is how we actually came into Expert Assist. It came as a joke one morning as we were having coffee about our friend being ripped off by a lawyer. And then here we are. No, that's awesome. Something about your, your vibe, your glow. I know the folk, I mean, I thought maybe you might have already, you know, sold a company or two and said, I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life because this is just, you know, fun and exciting and part of my purpose. Um, I know that there'll be listeners who, you know, for all the press that you're going to be doing, who want to reach out, they're probably going to ask you too, what skin products are you using? So, <laughs> because you, uh, you are glistening, you know, with just positivity and like a welcoming um, aura. Outside of, you know, maybe expat assist, maybe it's inside with all the success that you guys are having. What is a community give back that you are doing now or that you want to do in the future? Uh, what we are actually trying to do currently, we are trying to set up a foundation whereby we could actually give back to the community in Uganda and also the people that have worked with us can actually even contribute to that. Because most people would want to say, where do I begin from and how does this go? As I told you that we have a project called 3D Pursuit that actually works within schools. So we have seen how unprivileged some of these children are and we have actually tried to do a program that will actually enhance their ability to stay in school for long 
And so we help out with some of the scholarship uh, uh, packages. We help out with some of the students who want to go out uh, to get their skills. There are those who want to be helped out with some scholastic materials, but also we do give back to our clients. We do give back to our clients because we have actually a very visa uh, discount when it comes to our clients. Like families who are trying to relocate, we always give uh, a free visa to children. If you have like kids, we can always give you a free visa to your children so that we process it free. And maybe we do the school orientation free of charge. We look for them the school. If there is a medical case that we can handle for them, we don't actually charge for that. We, this is something that we are happy to be part of and also make sure that uh, you are in Uganda in a settled ground. We have even a few uh, packages when it comes to our business. There are those who want to look into housing, who wants to look into, of course, uh, setting up offices. There are those things that on our first meeting, it's not all about money, but most times it's all about understanding the needs of our clients. So all those sections are actually free consultancy. So it is uh, you gaining up the courage and saying, you know what, Tina, I think I want to have a Thursday morning with you in office and we look over this. It, this, it is it's not going to cost you any money at all. I'm actually going to buy you the coffee and we're going to look through your situation <laughs> and you are going to work out knowing that this is what you want to think about and you're going to come back to us with a decision. That I mean, you guys are going for sainthood with the free kids. Who does that? I, I've researched companies. I'm going to tell you guys, I don't know anybody doing your kids are welcome to. Um, is there anything just to, you know, throw out any rumors? Um, I have a, a website called mallofafrica.africa that I shared with you before we did this. And we talk mm -hmm. about, you know, residency and dual citizenship. But can, as far as you know, right now, is there anything for citizenship by investment in Uganda? Uh, by far, we don't actually have that. But I believe within the next two weeks, as I told you from the beginning, that there has been a citizenship by uh, investment that has been gazetted to be introduced. So okay. we're actually waiting on the government to give it a go ahead. We are actually like, buttons up with that. We are already pressing their buttons to give us that. And with the moment it is out, definitely we are going to communicate how the procedures is going to be and how much someone has to put down so that they can come here and enjoy citizenship in Uganda. Have you heard any rumors of how much it may be? Is it like Kenya, 100,000? Have you heard anything that, you know, while having coffee that you might've been like, oh, interesting. <laughs> um, by investment, no, but I have heard about the retirement visa. For those who are actually trying to retire back home and you're of age, it's only going to cost you 1500 per year. I'm of age. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I mean... Retirement age. Retirement age. You know, that's such a such a subjective thing because you know you have so many people doing great things in the world where they're like hey i mean you have now people also who are lying saying hey i retired at 25 but if you sign up for my program i can show you how i did it it's like no you didn't retire you're still working yeah. <laughs> you're trying to recruit people so okay so i can't wait and i please when you do hear about that um, share it with us. Maybe you guys will have a link on your website. And even though, yes, definitely. yeah, we, we can put it out there no matter when it's concrete, but I, I mean, this game is just, it's priceless. Are you in your company? Are you guys going to write a book? Um, maybe make a film about how the process is because Americans are lazy and they, you know, we, like to sometimes it's the visual sometimes it's just the audio and so reading a book is great but any plans for a book whether it's print audio or some type of you know video documentary with testimonials anything in the plans actually we are trying to do that next year we want to make out a series of all the services we do 
we want to make a series on housing, we want to make a, a series on schools, we want to make a series on uh, arrival and departure, we want to make a series on immigration and the different visas uh, people are having. We even don't know if we shall have enough time because still we have to run office work. At the same time, we want to do so much because I know people are actually uh, very excited about uh, visuals. So this is something that is actually quick. We shall do small segments, but give you a lot of information on what really has to go on and the processes that are involved. So visual definitely next year, expect a lot coming in from us. And we already have a team that is actually on ground trying to write the scripts, trying to know how things will move. So we shall definitely give you something that is interesting about Uganda. Awesome, awesome, you guys. Yeah. It, it, and we are also have... looking at some testimonials from the Black Americans who are already here and their experiences. So watch out for that as well. You guys have been blessed by the game. I don't want to give you a game overload because if you're serious about Uganda and seeing everything, all the beauty of it, I need you to go holler at Miss Tina. I think maybe the last question, because I can already hear somebody, okay, we can get the, the visas, you know, and, and set everything up. When they get the visa, can they get the East African visa or just for a Uganda visa? You can actually, it will depend on the visa that you want. If you want to go all the way to other East African countries, please feel free to apply for the East African visa because once you have that, you don't have to pay any other visa when going to other African countries around the East African countries. And if however, they hire, oh, go ahead, go ahead. However, the East African can, uh, visa is not extendable if you only stay in Uganda. Okay, so it is given out for three months. And once you've elapsed your three months in Uganda without going to another country, they cannot extend it. So you would need definitely a different visa. That is, is apart it, from the East African visa. Is it possible to get both and say, look, I want to pay for so I can stay in Uganda for a long time and get the East Africa visa? No, you can't. So you actually have to come on one visa. And once you're in Uganda, if you get the Ugandan Ordinary Tourist Visa, it is issued for three months, but it has an extension of two months. So you actually have to, you can have an allowance to stay in Uganda for five months without leaving. Then if you get the East African Visa, it is also issued for three months. But if you cross to another country and you want to come back to Uganda, so you are issued another visa as well. So which is still two months, so it still makes five months. The only problem is, like so many people, we are stuck here, especially to us who had purchased the East African visa. They were planning to go to other East African uh, countries and COVID happened. And when that happened, uh, they couldn't move. So actually their visas uh, expired within the last three months and immigration couldn't uh, uh, extend them. However, the immigration officers were so good they gave them a waiver of all the COVID period. So they had not to pay a visa at all until the airport was open for them to leave. So I believe Uganda is a very fair country and everybody would love to be here. No, def definitely. So if you have the, the business visa, th that's a little different, correct? And it's yes. longer times. What, what are the, the terms for the business visa? I thought we were going to be done, folks. Sorry, but I have to get this out. So it's very clear because if you give Miss Tina the twenty five hundred, you can stay longer and really, you know, put a business together. So what what is it for the business visa? I thought it was five years. The business visa. Mm -hmm. Now, the business visa in Uganda can go as long as three years, and that is a work permit. However, for a person who is coming to Uganda for the first time, they have to get a tourist visa. There is, no, there is nothing like a business visa when you're coming to Uganda. It's always a tourist visa. Okay, so even if they um, hire you to open their business in Uganda before they get there, when they first come, they still have to get the tourist visa. Then yes. when they get there they can pay to get the business visa and they could stay up to three years. Is that correct? 
Yes, uh, the thing is, once they actually have their business settled out here, we do the application and the application can be actually approved even if they are not here. So we send them the approval letter. So when they actually reach the airport, they can get a visa on arrival, which is uh, like $50, which can go up to three months. And once within that period, they want to look around, go, you know, try to travel, they can. And then when they feel like, oh, we need to start work, we just go to immigration with them and get their visa already in their passport because it, all the formalities will be up. We had already paid for it. It's already issued. It's already up, uh, approved. This is just a matter of uh, going for fingerprinting and getting your visa right into your passport. Okay. And, and so with that, you know, setting up that business, it, let's say I want to set up a business, but I'm bringing people with me. So for the first time, I, I'm on the tourist visa. Now we're yeah. going to set everything. We're here. We're traveling. We're having a good time. I have my people with me. Um, I paid my, tw- you know, uh, 2500 Am I going to have to pay that 2500 for each employee? Are they able to come under me? Uh, what happens is the, the 2500 for the your work permit as an individual is not actually mm-hmm. accountable to your team. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, if you, your team is not going to stay long, as I told you, there is always a lasting of five months. Mm-hmm. So you get a tourist visa for three months and make an extension for another two months. So it gives you five months in a row so that you can finalize all the setup. Okay. So if they want other people to stay longer, definitely you can get them a temporary work visa, which is called a special pass. And that can easily go up to also another five months. And after those five months, definitely if they want to stay longer in the country, they would have to apply for a work permit because the grace period will be done. Okay. And that's another 2,500 per employee or team member, correct? Yes, but if it goes for two years, it will go down to four. And if it is for three years, it goes down to five. Okay. But one year is two five. One year is two five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, that package, that's... That's why we do this to get the game. So you only have to say it once. We can share this interview with people and they can say, okay, I got to have some money. You know, they can't come with $2,000 thinking they're going to be rich in Uganda. Not going to happen, people. So, yeah. It's actually one of the misconceptions where people feel like, no, I have 5,000 bucks. I think I can move. No, you can't move. Oh, Tina, that's Tina's nice way of saying if that's all you have, it might be good to come visit, but you need to go back home and figure it out. And when you come to visit, trust me, make sure that you spend some of good money on us and we shall be good. (laughs) Always, always. You guys, we're going to take this conversation offline. You have been blessed by the game. I want you to like, share, subscribe, share it with somebody who just needs to get out. They need to see something. So many hurting people right now. Bless everybody. Thank you, Miss Tina, for coming on. Thank you for hosting me. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.